Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to another episode, the last episode of 2022, the final episode of the year of Rainbow Wrap-Up. Another, I would say 50 episodes, but I don't think we made it to every week of this year, but we did pretty good and we're going to continue to um, have just as many episodes, if not more next year. And we have so much to talk about, but of course I got to bring in my boys first, our boy Shane, Nalo Head Agno. What's up, Shane? What's up, boys? What's Wish up? I could be there. Wish I could be there in person. To our live studio audience. We're yeah. applause. applause. Yeah. We got a live audience in here. It's back to the brim and Kanye O'Hay. Um, but that didn't stop Sean Iman from showing up. What's up, Sean? What's up, everybody? What's up, Warrior Nation? So Sean um, has been preparing for his season-ending report card. Here, he's been giving his report card on each game. So we're going to hear... Some averages out. Uh, we're gonna hear a little bit about Sean and I and Brad, who is here in the house as well at the game, and Guy Yamashiro is in the house there at Stan Sheriff Center, one of the most exciting games, UH basketball history, which was uh, a really fun Christmas Day experience, a Christmas miracle. So we'll talk about that and what to look forward to. I guess we're gonna have spring training earlier this year because of all the construction. So mm-hmm. hopefully we can start getting um, some of that done out of the way for you know our new building um but you know this past season has been really intense we went to a lot of the games too if you were at hisportsfans.com you would you would know of all the um wonderful uh, places that we visited this past year so go check it out because we want to book early for this coming year we're going to nashville tennessee we're going to eugene oregon and hopefully as well fairfax virginia i know we got the number one and back-to-back defending men's national volleyball champions. So hopefully we'll be there as well to see them play in Fairfax. But um, this past year, our team, 3-10, and ten, not terrible, but what do you got to say about that? I mean, we, we, we said four wins. Shane said five wins. We were pretty close. Yeah. Um, we could have probably won more games even, but, I mean, pretty remarkable. We were like we talk about um, on our, our, our show after the, po- the San Jose game that, you know, but now we have a little bit of chance to reflect. So Some context. Yeah, the thing that struck me about this year was I think um, the struggles on offense, especially early on in the year, I I just didn't understand it. And the whole Twitter thing, you know, <laughs> I think it, for me it was out of frustration because it helped to kind of like frame it. You know why why we struggled so much and why going to the run and shoot things got better. So I, I'm a run and shoot guy. It was just, a, yeah, I think a, just out of frustration. So, Well, I know Shane, you talked a lot about the offensive side of the ball earlier in the year too, but you know, what are some of the um, issues you think maybe we got resolved towards the end of the year? And might, what, what do you think might be some of, um, you know, uh, what is holding us ourselves behind, um, you know, our offense, at least, at least the offense. 
Uh, well, yeah, the fact that we decided to switch to the run and shoot so late in the season uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, was confusing to a lot of us, the whole fan base. Uh, the fact that Timmy comes from, a, you know, a passing his- history. Um, but we, but I know he didn't even have his recruits. I, I know it's hard coming in, running an offense when you don't have the type of players that you need to successfully run the offense. But um, first, beginning with the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I hate to say it, but yeah, Shager didn't um, really impress me too much this season. And we all know in football, the most important position is quarterback. And when you don't have a quarterback, especially to run this type of offense, you're not going to win many games. So um, it's just something to build on. Like we said, we can't get any worse. We could get worse. But in this staff, I believe in this, in our players, and they're all deciding to come to the brotherhood for a reason. Yeah, I just... I just hope we gel and we need to gel quick. Yeah. Well, like you said, people are still coming. 26 athletes. We talked about last week. Check out last week's show. If you haven't yet, we talked about all the players. We talked about how we were impressed as, as a group ourselves. Um, even though, you know, Mountain West, a lot of the rankings have us last in um, the early signing period, which is fine because I think we have to be different. You can't just be like every other school. You have to do different things. And the uh, coaching staff did – I think go after the needs in very many creative ways. Um, but at quarterback, I think, and Sean and I and Brad were there for Mililani and Punahou, a game that Pete Carroll attended as well. So even he got to see uh, John Chiave, Sango Polotele, uh, really ball out for Punahou, who ended up as a state runner up. But he looks like somebody that is comfortable throwing and running and is versatile and will at least push Shager and help him to become better. But I mean, I don't know what you thought, uh, Sean, seeing him play in person. Well, I, I'm hoping that he gets a legit shot to, to start. You know, just like, like how Timmy battled Rolovich for, yeah, for the starting exactly. position. I'd like to see him and come and at least give Shager some competition. I, I hate to say it, but like Shager did nothing to me to, to say that like he nailed down that position. Like there's no question of him as the unquestioned starter going into next year. I think he left the door open. 12 touchdowns, what, 10 interceptions? So, I mean, that's that's mediocre at best. We were excited about some few other names, but it kind of fizzed out, huh, Shane? And what do you see in the quarterback room next year? Because Coach Shank said that it's the room is set, but we only know we only know of two names guaranteed. I mean, that's all we know right off the bat. The other guys... We had some guys on the roster like Chad Owen Jr. and stuff that were trying yeah. to play quarterback, but they kind of moved on. But I don't know if we're set. I mean, I can't say what the guys are bringing back because Kevin Cooper is leaving. And um, Yellen. Yellen is sticking around or did he graduate? Yes. No. He's- I can't even tell. With the pandemic, it's kind of changed, kind of messed up a lot of people's eligibility clocks. So, um, you know, Shevin's coming back next year again for San Jose. This feels like he's been playing forever, but yeah. kind of messed up the pandemic. He's be a what ninth year senior yeah with a- and he's going to be teammates with yeah. one of our players as well which i hate to bring up again but they took another one halverson they got our starting kicker 
our one of our starting kickers or um a guy that's got some playing time. So Brett Brennan is definitely like a poacher. He might be a poacher <laughs> officially. That's why he that's why he's so nice to everybody. <laughs> he doesn't want people to be mad at him when he steals players from the team. Uh but with that being said, let's move on to Sean's report card. Cue the music. All right, Anthony. And Anthony. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so like I took all the report cards and I averaged them together and I even like puffed them up. So I mean it's it's brutal. So offense I got a D. Defense I got a D. Special teams D plus. Coaching D. The ultimate warrior I have Il Manning. Wow, Il Manning. Okay. Yeah. Il Manning, nice. Offensive player of the year is Diedrich Parson. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year is Penny Penny, Penny Pavihi. Uh, top newcomers are Tillen Hines and Peter Manuma. Um, the team was three and ten, and like like I said, I averaged the grades of all the games, and it was yeah, it's kind of brutal. I did give recruiting a B. I, th- I we did better than I thought. Yeah. I thought we would lose people, and they didn't yeah. seem to lose much. So. I was I was pleasantly surprised. Very happy with the recruiting. What's your reaction to those grades, Shane? Yeah, uh, I agree. I mean, like we never scored forty over forty points. We yeah. averaged nineteen points. Nineteen point eight points. We averaged yeah, three and ten. It's I, but we did get better as we got into multiple play. Yeah, we did show some improvement. Even Shaker showed improvement actually during the year. Right. Uh, as we move towards them, as we move, yeah, as we start getting more shoot. comfortable, yeah. but still, you still need a dual threat quarterback in today's game. You need dynamic quarterback play, guys that can improvise, guys that are going to make all the checks because there are a lot of different moving parts, obviously. And as a quarterback, it's not an easy position, obviously. So we're not saying that you know this is going to be a quick fix, but you, there are guys out there that are ready. I think that Punahou's quarterback that we talked about coming in, John Kiavis, he, he can challenge right away. He stayed committed. Um, last year, we thought we were going to have the St. Louis quarterback, and he um, you know, didn't hold fast to his commitment. Yeah. So as we know, it's not that easy also just to hold on to guys. So to have 26 guys sign early is nice because they can't you know, change their minds now. They have to wait till next year if they want to do that. But um, – you know, I think Coach Chang has some excitement and hopefully that helps with, you know, crowd. Because that's what we're mostly talking about is our program. It's it's all about sustaining a, a fan base that is actively providing, you know, revenue for your program as well. But also, you know, attendance and being there for big moments. Um, you know, this past season, we obviously were losing a lot of fans a lot of times. But next year, we can look forward to more seats. So hopefully that brings in more more people. Don't you think they should have done a, a signing day, like, Put your money, you know, yeah. put 50 bucks down to, yeah. to, I don't know. From the very beginning, they should have been taking deposits because the fact is like when the program was hot, we, the best, the biggest day of this program, the most, the hottest ever were, were the day before our first game of the year. Yeah. I mean, the day before Vanderbilt, that was, you know, even Shane was, was on buzz. cloud nine about the yeah. team. But the fact is, <laughs> you know, that's, that's because their marketing ploy worked and that's because the hype that they generated worked, but you got to capitalize off of that. You cannot just generate hype and then hope that you can get past the first game and into the next. Cause that's what they were planning on. Like this was just going to compound and we were going to 
maybe beat Vanderbilt, which was really really hard thing to do to ask the new coach. That to lasted SEC about team. one drive. Yeah, I asked it about that, and that first time was amazing, and you know, but it all deflated from there, and for the next five yeah. games. So I think that's going to be something is trying to maintain a fan base. I I don't know how they're going to add more season tickets. I don't I don't see it. I, you know, and and that's uh, the thing. Tailgating. Yeah, tailgating will be one way, but. <laughs> It could start selling some spots now too, like some premium spots or something to add just a hundred tailgating spots. Even if they just started with a hundred or 200, you know, just for a place that people can go and reserve, you know, space. Like we see at other schools, UNLV, San Jose, you know, just space that people can at least congregate. Well, where would you start at the price point for tailgating? hundred dollars. hundred bucks? Yes. Shane, you pay that? I mean, for the season. you really have to play it. But I mean, you could could throw in it. Yeah. If they're really worried about like, and then just imagine that actually the extra income, you know, that they would get every game, I think would be something, you know, $20,000 that they would get, they would sell all of them. Mm -hmm. So I think that they have to start looking for additional streams of, of income, but also look for ways that are going to build, put butts in these seats now that they're going to expand the stadium. They're going to go to 15000 They're going to spend $30 million on expanding the stadium and adding different parts. But then we're planning on going to Aloha Stadium, which the governor is behind. And so that's been fast-tracked. Or back to the NACED project. Looks like we're going back to the NACED project. Yeah, 25000 But a lot of those RFPs that they're taking at NACED, they didn't come with a, um, a residential aspect, mm. which is what Josh Green wants. This is a guy that believes that housing shortage is a health issue. He's actually kind of famous for that when he was in the house as someone that advocated for like houseless people. So I don't think he's going to not make that a part of the stadium. I think he's going to be, I mean, again, like if you put it towards the back, like across from back and saves like that area, like you can put buildings back there next to the off ramp, I guess, and um, make, you know, maybe Salt Lake-esque type uh, high rises that mm-hmm. might be what they're going to end up doing. Um, but that would also add, if you have all those people living there, it would give people, it would create, you know, a, a customer base for a 24-7 Aloha Stadium Entertainment District, which is what they want, right? They want people mm-hmm. to be using it 24-7. So that is something that is exciting, but at the same time, UH is spending so much money, so that's what kind of worries me. As long as it's expandable, you know, I think twenty-five thousand is a good place to start. I'm not even sure UH has twenty-five thousand yeah, no. paying fans no, at this point. <laughs> but the concerts and stuff will be important. Like we have to have, and if we host international rugby, soccer, um, maybe the Pro Bowl games, UFC, again, UFC, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see about that one. But um, I think it's also important to note that you know these our our fan base it, they they will come out when something's excited. They'll come out when because um, they love this team, and we we know this. We talk about this all the time. But something that we noticed this past week, uh, Sean and I uh, at the Christmas Day game, which it was Christmas Day, but for Hawaii to make uh, we're talking, we're going to shift to basketball briefly because it's kind of similar to what's going on in football. Is they've lost so much attendance that yeah. it, it people and there's not enough 
of a siren going off, obviously, because people don't want to draw attention to that. I mean, drawing attention to something that is factual, like less people are coming to the games, which cannot be disputed because we take attendance at games. It, it, it's important because telling the, the truth about these numbers is because we need to find marketing and, and ways that we can bring more people out. I mean, this is an amazing game this past week. One of the best games in Stan Sheriff Center history, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun to be there, but and it was half full. There was five thousand. Oh yeah, and five thousand at most. That was the attendance that they reported. So it's never that. Whatever they report, it's never that number. It's always lower than that by a lot. It was about five thousand. So at most, maybe five thousand tickets were issued, and maybe four thousand people were there. But it was one of those games where it, it will the highlights will be shown forever, and that's something that'll be a part of it too, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But um, still, that was a great game, uh, Sean. You got to be there. Just you're still reeling from it. Yeah, like well, I went on. I usually go on the first night, but we had family stuff, so we went on the second night. And when they went on the second night, I was talking to Brad, and like Brad said he was going, so I'm just like, I I gotta at least try to go. So I just bought two tickets, and not knowing what the family situation was the next day, so my wife didn't want to go. She <laughs> she said she watched the horrible offense again. <laughs> So, so I brought Wayne, <laughs> and uh, once again, like I don't understand the offense. Yeah. Like I don't understand what the point of the offense is. Like the flex motion, at least you know there was back cuts and stuff. Like they just kind of stand around until there's about eight or seven seconds, and then uh, they'll yeah. take a shot, and there'll be nobody near the basket to rebound. So I I don't understand the offense. We really just struggled through it. Yeah, in all three games in the tournament and but i mean they they did what they needed to do at the end i mean smu helped us out by <laughs> missing the one and ones yeah, twice twice so i mean yeah it was exciting I, I i did tell wayne i said you know we're gonna hit the three and and it's over <laughs> and then he his thing i said my mcclanahan's gonna gonna nail it so yeah so i was right he was right she, she yeah, was but, accurate but i was didn't nice. want to go to overtime because i felt <laughs> like they were better than us yeah. and we, we couldn't win so we just needed to to just end it there well you so. caught it on tv right shane what was it like watching it on tv what was the reaction or were you i know that there are parties across the state that people were definitely screaming and definitely in my family house but um what was it like just uh seeing that again and you memories of old basketball games from the past or teams or it seems like maybe this team might if they can keep winning stir up some excitement again Mm -hmm. exactly yeah it was good stuff but i know like you mentioned in your post sean like things like this doesn't happen like this happens like every decade yeah and i'm used i'm used to seeing uh in these situations but we always end up missing you know so i was like yeah <laughs> but but after like like after smu missed those crucial free throws i'm like hey we get chance a chance yeah. yeah but it was like what four seconds to drive all the way down the court i was like oh bro how are you gonna have to hit one half court shot <laughs> oh no way and then bro mcclanahan came in clutch bro he's by far the MVP so far without him. Oh, I mean, he plays with such swagger. He's, you can tell he's cool. He's calm. I mean, he's good, man. I mean, I wouldn't know if I would go that far with him, but I think, I mean, he's a backup <laughs> point guard. One, yeah. 
right. the start of the year. He got oh, hurt. Oh, yeah. He was supposed year. to be the man, huh? But, I mean, McConaughey shot a lot. Let's still remember that he was 20% from the field. So, he mm. just happened to make the most important shot. Do you think that being here had any effect on his play? Oh, yeah, yeah. Proper, possibly, yeah. No. I'm just saying. The, we dad thought, was the, I mean, the dad was so excited, too. Is The dad was cool on the every time they showed him on the TV. <clears throat> amazing way to fin. I mean, despite how... He played during the game. It's still an amazing ending, but it's important to to, to also point out that um, this, the team is needs to shoot a lot better. The team needs to get a lot better, and and, and now the mount now the real season begins. Big West they, season. They de- their defense is fine. Yeah, their defense it's is great. The offense that needs yeah. to it needs to get. And a lot of it is because they don't really get too many uh-huh. open shots. They really don't create open shots. Yeah, the defense is good. And McClanahan is not a shooter. He's he's not. He's too afraid for a reason. Because he takes, he doesn't take very high percentage shots. He drives on guys that are way bigger than him, and he um, is a point guard that should be distributing. When there's there should be the other four guys should be screening for each other and getting open shots. But UH has a lot of standing around. It's like they're trying to um, ISO like that. There's nobody that can that can play NBA level basketball on this team. There's not a single one. So. I mean, maybe at, a, at their very best, some of these guys who are NBA size, like Kamaka Hepa, um, you know, Samuta in a lot of ways, like these guys have have power. And I mean, obviously Bernardo. I mean, that guy to me yeah, is the one so I used to work a, play a lot better. Like he's huge. Uh, he's bigger than most guys. Um, I'd at, like to especially see in the mountains. In the I'd like to see him run more plays to get Kepa uh, in the game. Uh-huh. Well, that's yeah, the just, thing. McConaughey will take shots because Hepa will pass on. Him. Yeah, that's his fault. Like he's McConaughey is not afraid to shoot. I would give him that. The point is, he needs to be a distributor and find guys who are open coming off screens, coming off. Um, like you said, we're not running a flex motion like we used to. We're running literally like a, a, a ISO, and guys mm-hmm. are playing kind of triangle on one side and doing back screens for each other. But it's they're still not super effective, and I think that's going to be something to watch when the opening game happens the big west season it's long but it's going to go pretty by pretty fast because it's going to be two months before march comes around and it'll be a tournament again and like we said it's just about getting in there playing well last year the team finally made it past the first round because the team had been kind of um yeah oh, right well, what we know one and done one and done <laughs> but last year got through the first it's going to be back in henderson again this year haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you. Plus, we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pilikia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with white sports fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better. 
a very interesting venue. So if people want to go out and check it out, hopefully we'll have some games, some games in California at hisportsfans.com. So go check out hisportsfans.com and make sure you're a part of our mailing list because we have a lot of tours coming up, just like our Super Bowl tour. So check it out. It's the Super Bowl tour. Um, if you're a fan of the Eagles, um, actually, if you're a fan of the Eagles and you just lost your best offensive tackle, um, that's, that's not rough. that's what the ta- that's what happened to the Chiefs two years ago, and um, kind of hurt them. I'm not going to say that the Eagles can't do it without Lane Johnson, but he's really literally one of the best tackles, and they have a lot of good players. But you know, because I, I the Eagles fans, they've had a good year, so we have to mm. keep it temperate for everybody, even as a Chiefs fan. You but know, this I, is when you need to I be keep peaking. myself. You do exactly. This well, is all about timing. <laughs> the Chargers are one of those teams too. Um, just got into Bangles. the AFC. Bengals are hot. Um, playoffs. The Bengals are doing well. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, it doesn't matter how you start the season, how you end the season. Mm-hmm. So, what's uh, really important, um, I think, yeah, and the Chiefs playing well. So, come and check us out at the Super Bowl tour, hisportsfans.com. We're going to do the Super Bowl experience. We're going to do the Super Bowl Bud Light Music Fest, which we do every year. And this year, we're going to do night three, which features Imagine Dragons and Kane Brown, even wow. though I don't really know Kane Brown that well, oh, but I know that he's country, super famous. Yes. Yeah. Imagine Dragons, I do know <laughs> actually. <laughs> but um, I think that's a fun night. Last year, we saw Miley and Green Day in LA, our group. So that was a really fun thing. So the Super Bowl is just one of those things, uh, those events that brings a lot of people to the city. And people are having fun and they're partying. It's like a total party for three days. And we're trying to find a way to get you into the party. And this year, even if you have don't have a ticket, so you can come with us, even if you don't have a Super Bowl ticket, which will enable you to get all the parties and maybe even buy a ticket on the day of the game, which a lot of people still do as well. So check it out, hisportsfans.com. And also, you know, check out some of our old shows uh, wherever you can on your check podcast. Check the receipts. Check the receipts. Check the sources. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Twitter, we had a little bit of a fun with um, at the end of – it was fun, I guess. But, you know, I think – for the most part, we learned a good lesson about the fact that, uh, you know, our, our program is always going to have rumors and things swirling around and people, people always are saying things. So I can, I can see why people are, would be. Well, that's the thing is, yeah, my know. tone, like looking back on it, my tone was totally wrong. I, I came off as like a hater and it's just like, I mean, you're kind of a hater. I, I, I no, guess. You're not, um, you're not a, a hater, bit. but. But yeah, looking back <laughs> on it, it's like I, I think the I truth mean the is, thing is that not as many people have been saying things that you have people other people say the same things you say. But uh, now you're Sean. That's why you have to that's why this has been more of a lesson for Sean. Yeah. And saying that he needs to realize that there are certain things he can't say anymore. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Sean could make that tweet and it really wouldn't make a huge impact. Let's be honest. You probably would get haters. Yeah. But you wouldn't have been like the fact where we're really hitting out the entire fan I mean, really all of Twitter. Yeah, so, I didn't realize that yeah, uh, like one tweet could make such oh, a yeah. like a it was like a cannonball off the diving board. I don't I don't know. So you go check it out on Sean's Twitter. You want to go check out all the excitement and fun yeah. and his blog piece, but but I, to get back to it, like I I honestly we'll talk about this later when the truth comes out after <laughs> things happen. Uh our our beloved Hawaii media We'll take shots after the dude is gone, and I can say I told you so. So, so I mean, Sean, yeah, that day will come, so we yeah. will we will know. But in the meantime, we're used to it. We're used to saying things that nobody's listening to, and we it's have fine. the receipts. That's why the receipts are on on the show. That's the best part. So check them out. We've had a lot of views on old shows, older shows throughout the year. I think a lot of people are catching up. So that's been kind of nice. 
Um, but thanks to our studio audience tonight. Hello to um, you know the Yamashiros for sponsoring yeah. this evening. Yeah, <laughs> the food was incredible. Yeah, the food is pretty good. It's like the Hanohana room or something. Right. We're like Perry and Bryce doing a live show. Uh, but um, anything else you want to add, Shane? Before the new year, anything you want? So let's go. Let's go. Before we know it, it'll be a new year. We love you too, Shane. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Sean, you know, you got a you you learned a lot this year, and I'm sure you're excited. Yeah, about next I mean, year. it was a good year. Like, um, you know, they, I appreciate you sticking with me, having my back, keep you know staying with me, and and keep on. So, I, I yeah, I, I love this program, and I just I just want to see it be successful. So. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's what we all want. We want what's best for the program. So, yeah, it, it, it was a good year. I'm looking forward to 2023. I, I think things are going to get better. Yeah. So. Well, we'll see you all in 2023. All of for joining us. For Shane and Sean, this is Wayne. We'll see you guys next time. Aloha. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Studio audience. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com.